welcome to the Love of Dirt podcast. I'm Nikki and I'm your host and today we're going to be talking about some of the spring garden jobs that you might want to get done before it gets too hot. So welcome back. Uh, it is a lovely spring here in southeast Queensland um, and it is dry which is pretty stock standard for our um, climate we always have a dry spring so it's a lovely time of year for us but it, it does get very hot quickly so our spring is kind of more like a, a Mediterranean summer um, so it's hot and it's dry so I thought I would record a podcast on some of the things that we're doing this spring to make sure we get through summer reasonably unscathed um, summer is quite um challenging I guess you would say for us here in the subtropics um it's hot it's humid um sometimes it's hot and dry um each year seems to be a little bit different so it's kind of a challenge figuring out what to grow and what to do um but basically this year we are making sure that we've got lots of succession going um and there is prediction of rain to happen this month, um, but we'll we'll see. So normally I don't plant things like corn because they're really, really heavy. Um, you need to give them a lot of water. So I normally don't plant them until December, um, but I'm going to risk it and do a crop of corn um, this spring and see how we go. So the things that we plant during spring are things like zucchini, um, eggplant, capsicum, our butternut pumpkins go in. Uh, we do our cucumbers, spring onions, loads and loads of lettuce. Uh, we do a lot of mustard greens as well. Um, they're pretty good with the heat. Uh, and in terms of tomatoes, we um, cut off all of the big tomatoes and it's cherry tomatoes here on until uh, early February. And that's when we plant our big tomato crops um, ready for an autumn harvest. So some of the things that we are looking to do this spring before summer is number one is establish some living mulches. So last year um, I left a bed and basically the weeds took over. I didn't water it, I didn't touch it. Um, but when I did go to um, plant there again and I removed the weeds, I found that the ground was still damp, the the life inside the soil was just incredibly amazing compared to the bed next door which had actually pulled all everything out. Um, so this made me think that living mulches are really really important in um, summer for us because basically what it's doing is it's keeping that moisture in um, and it's just making sure that the, the bed isn't drying out and becoming um, barren, I guess. So I'm getting, going to be intentional about some of the things that I let sort of take over and I plant some things more densely and filling more spaces. So there's that less direct sun hitting the garden beds and actually drying everything out and basically getting rid of all of the life in the beds. So some of the things that we're planting around the place are some Brazilian spinach, swarigal greens, um, we've got yarrow coming up everywhere. Uh, the flowers that I like to plant as a living mulch are the, the sweet alice. Um, they're really great for your beneficial insects as well. So that's one strategy is just really making sure that those living mulches are really established and, and ready for when the, the sun really hits us. 
Another thing that I want to do is green up the hotspots. So things like fences, bare ground, brick walls, concrete and pavers. Um, these are things that I consider hotspots in our garden. So anything that sucks in the heat and radiates it around. So my goal is to diffuse as many of these hotspots by getting things to grow over them. So creepers and climbers, um, things like my Madagascan climbing beans, my getting my loofah starting to grow, um, and basically getting these up on the fences where we've got our veggie patch. So basically it's a wall of green before summer hits. So I'm trying to get really organized with that. Another thing is making sure I start drought proofing. So one of the best things you can actually do to prepare for the heat is actually to ease up on the watering frequency. So instead, and this is a general rule and it's how you should water your veggie patch anyway. Um, so instead of watering all the time, what you want to do is water deeply and less often. So as much as I love meandering around the garden, giving everything a sprinkling of water every day, now's the time to really push those plants to really dig deep for water. So this is going to help them in those days where it's so stinking hot that all of the moisture on that top level evaporates really quickly. So what it's doing is it's making your plants dig deeper for water. So in times when that top level of water evaporates, um, they're... They, that it doesn't affect them at all because they're digging deep for that water. So more water, less often, um, and ease into it and just make sure you're consistent to avoid any issues like blossom end rot if you're doing it around zucchinis or tomatoes and things like that. The other thing that um, we use is olas or oyas. Um, so these are ancient forms of irrigation and it's essentially just a terracotta pot that you bury in the ground um, and you fill it with water and the water gently seeps out around them. So we DIY'd ours with some old terracotta pots and a bit of putty just to, to plug up the drainage hole um, and we just put the, the tray that normally sits underneath the pot on top. Um, and we just put them around to areas that are really notoriously bad for drying out quickly, places in the garden that I don't get to very often, um, and, or just around plants that really, really don't like having any kind of drying out at all. So that's all of the jobs that we really, really want to get done um, before summer hits. Um, if you've got any must-do tasks, I would love to hear them. Please reach out on the socials, um, head on over to my website, and there is a blog that's associated with this podcast. You can leave some comments and give me some ideas on what else you guys do to prepare for summer. Uh, if you want any other growing tips, uh, ideas on what you can plant now in your specific climate zone, mostly Australia, I'm focusing on on the website. You can actually head to our website and I've got lists of what to plant now. Thanks for listening and I will see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Love of Dirt podcast. If you love this episode, please leave a review to subscribe check out other episodes or grab some of my free food growing resources head on over to loveofdirt.com.au forward slash podcast